Tar Heel Talk, Fall 2023, Issue Number 172. Features Staff Feature, Collection Communique, Writing Contest, Friends Corner. Staff Feature Catherine Rubin. After the retirement of our previous director, Carl Keene, our library has a new director. Catherine Rubin came to our library as its assistant regional librarian back in 2008. In the assistant regional librarian role, her job was to be the head of the public services of the library. This includes the reader advisory service we offer, as well as the management of patron account joining, leaving, or transferring out of our library. As ABLS's assistant regional librarian, the library programs Catherine organized have been quite memorable. Catherine has managed the summer reading program for adults, has organized many in-person programs in Raleigh, partnering with various organizations and high-profile citizens, worked with the Beatty Ford Branch Library to host our first program in Charlotte, and during the pandemic, she brought virtual programming to our library, reaching a statewide audience. In addition to the programs, Catherine would also oversee the public service aspect of the library. Our library has five reader advisors on staff who assist our patrons with selecting titles from our library over the phone, email, chat, or by handwritten notes. As the assistant regional librarian, Catherine was in charge of the reader advisors and also spent time during the day assisting patrons with their queries. As the new director of ABLS, Catherine will oversee all aspects of the library of each department. She will also be responsible for leading the library to new directions and guiding the library through any obstacles. ABLS is in good hands. Take a moment to learn more about Catherine. Question. How did you know you wanted to work in the library field? Answer. I always liked hanging out in libraries from the time I was in elementary school, and when I went to college, I enjoyed working in the library and gathering information for research papers. Also during college, I did an internship at the Maryland Historical Society that involved doing research in the library there, which piqued my interest in libraries. After college, I landed a temporary library clerk job at NC Central University that turned into a permanent one. I was hooked on library work after that, particularly when I worked in the reference department and helped students find information. I then got my master's degree, and I've worked in libraries ever since. Question. How did you decide to start working within the National Library Services Network? Answer. My husband Robert and I moved to the Maryland area when he took a position not far from Baltimore, and I was intrigued by the job posting for the then Maryland State Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped, now the Maryland State Library for the Blind and Print Disabled, which is also a part of the National Library Service in downtown Baltimore. I was there for eight years and had a variety of roles as a librarian during that time. I did public service work and outreach, worked with assistive technology, organized adult patron programs, and supervised the circulation area. Question, what led you to North Carolina? Answer, 
Right after college, I was interested in finding a library job, and the Triangle was a good place to look with so many different types of libraries. I first worked at NC Central University, NCCU, as a library clerk, and then attended library school at UNC Chapel Hill. After that, I worked as a librarian at Campbell University and the NC Department of Labor Library, and then I lived and worked in Maryland. My husband and I really missed North Carolina, though, so when the position for assistant director of ABLS came open, it seemed like a perfect fit to be in North Carolina and to continue my work in the National Library Service Network. Question. What have been some noticeable differences you have experienced working with two libraries in the NLS network? Answer. When I worked in Maryland, we were still using analog cassette tapes, although I was there at a very interesting time because, with Maryland's proximity to the D.C. area, NLS tapped Maryland to test some prototypes of the digital technologies to come. So I was there as they started planning for digital. At that point, they tested mock-ups of the digital players at the Maryland Library with library patrons in various age ranges and technology skill levels to find out how they could best use the players and technology. Question. Has there been a difference in the patrons' or libraries' operations? Answer. Maryland's library had a different structure, which may have changed since then. It had a children's librarian position that provides children program and outreach. There was no separate department to enter or update records like there is in North Carolina. There was one staff member at the time who entered applications. Librarians and support staff would man the public service desk and answer phone calls, and they would update records. Maryland also has a studio and volunteer program. During my time in Maryland, we held a lot of programs for adult patrons, and I was fortunate to be there as those programs expanded. Library patrons participated in poetry and writing programs with Port Laureates of Maryland. We had music and travel programs featuring patrons. There were tactile and descriptive tours at places like the Walters Art Museum and the Everyman Theater. Actors from the Everyman Theater actually performed excerpts of their plays at the library, which was a big hit. At that time in Maryland, patrons' books tended to be selected more by the computer than having staff select them. In North Carolina, there are more staff to assist patrons with book selection. As for patrons, in each place, there are a lot of different patrons with a lot of different preferences. Patrons in Maryland liked popular Maryland authors like Nora Roberts. In North Carolina, religious inspiration is one of the most popular categories, but I don't think that it was as popular in Maryland. Question. What have been some challenges you've overcome in your new position? Answer. We hosted the North Carolina Eastern Braille Challenge in February, right after I took my new position. This event involves testing Braille skills for students from 1st to 12th grades. State Librarian Michelle Underhill arranged for the event to be held at the Archives and History slash State Library building. In addition to the testing component, we provided activities for students, informational programs for their parents, and prizes as well. Because it was such a multifaceted program, it was a real team effort. 
staff from the State Library, SLNC Department of Cultural Resources, the Department of Public Instruction, teachers for the visually impaired, numerous speakers, and a lot of other volunteers helped make it happen. Kim Hudson and Jolie Lindley from iShine Foundation, the previous hosts, and staff from the Braille Institute, the national hosts, helped us enormously. Those who attended had a good time, and one of the students, Reese Bloom, went on to compete on the national level with Braille Institute in California, so it was a success. Staff from ABLS, the Government and Heritage Library, the Museum of Natural Sciences, and volunteers spent many hours planning and helping out at the event. Question, what are some library moments you are excited about as the new director? Answer, the Braille Challenge has certainly been a high point since it was a very different undertaking and a success. We plan to host it again in 2024. Question, if you had to choose a book from our collection to read for the rest of your life, which book would that be? What about a movie from our collection? Answer, those are really tough questions. A book I read recently that I liked very much and want to read again was A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Tolles. Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte is one of my all-time favorite classics. For movies in the library's collection, I'd say... And then there were none, because I like Agatha Christie mysteries. New USPS Policies for Package Pickup The United States Postal Service, USPS, has instituted new optional policies for pickup of packages such as Braille and digital books due to staff shortages, turnover, and seasonal workers. USPS requests that patrons who may need this service use the online form at slnc.info slash USPSABLS to schedule pickup of library materials. Patrons who do not have computer or internet access may call USPS at 800-275- 8777, or reach out to us for assistance. We would like to emphasize this action is optional and not all patrons will be required to schedule their library materials to be picked up. If your library materials have always been picked up by the USPS, no action may be required on your part. However, if you have had carriers who have not picked up your library materials, this policy can be a remedy. Collections Communique. NLS has renamed its Foreign Language Quarterly publication to International Language Quarterly. From NLS's website, International Language Quarterly, ILQ, lists popular international language books recently added to the NLS collection and available through a network of cooperating libraries. Many come to us from other countries via the Marrakesh Treaty, DBGs, but you will also find books produced by NLS, DBs, and converted from cassette tapes, DBFs. All books listed in International Language Quarterly are available for immediate download from NLSBARD, the Braille and Audio Reading Download. 
ILQ can be accessed directly from the NLS website, go to the Braille and Audio Reading Materials tab and select Latest Books in Braille and Audio. Did you know that NLS has materials relating to music? From the NLS website. The NLS Music Collection, authorized by Congress in 1962, includes Braille and large print musical scores, recorded instructional materials, and recorded materials about music and musicians. All materials are circulated, postage-free, and some digital audio and e-Braille materials are available for download over the Internet. To receive music materials from NLS, eligible patrons may contact the NLS Music section via email at nlsm at loc.gov, phone at 800-424-8567, extension 2, fax at 202 707-0712 or postal mail at Music Section, the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, Library of Congress, Washington, D.C., 20542. If you are a BARD user and no longer need your digital talking book player, we have a digital talking book machine recycling program. We will take your no longer needed player, recondition it, and send it out to another patron in need. You can send it back in the box it came in. Please include a note in the box stating that the player is no longer needed. Please also make sure to take out the mailing card on the top of the box, flip the card over, and reinsert it so that our name and address is visible rather than yours. If you don't have the box that your player came in, please call us at 1-888-388-2460 and we can send you an empty box. Once your player is boxed up, simply hand the box to your mail carrier or take it to your local post office. No postage is required for sending your player back to us. Writing Contest 2023 Fall is just around the corner, and you know what that means. It's time for the library's annual writing contest. We encourage our patrons to send in the best original stories for a chance to have them made available on BARD. Patrons can send in short stories, novel excerpts, poems, songs, fiction or nonfiction, autobiographies or biographies, or something entirely different. Be creative. All submissions will be judged by the following criteria. Clarity, spelling, grammar, and creativity. Each contestant's entry has the potential to be added to our collection. If we select your entry to be added to the collection, we will notify you before it is published. Before a contestant's submission is added to the library's collection, it will be subject to proofreading. All writing contest submissions should be in one of the following formats. Word file, audio file, braille file, mail-in typewritten. The contest rules are as follows. Contestants must be a patron of ABLS. Your entry must be an original work. Previously published materials will not be allowed. 
Only one entry per contestant will be allowed. There is a 5,000-word count limit for all submissions. All mail-in entries must be typewritten at least 14-point font, double-spaced with numbered pages, and include a cover page with the title and the author's name. If your entry is in Braille, an additional translated word file will be required. If your entry is in an audio format, please include a transcript as a word file. If your entry contains images, please include alt text. If your submission is in a different language, an English translation will be required. The contest will be divided into four separate age groups, ages 8 and younger, ages 9 to 12, ages 13 to 17, and 18 and older. Each submission will automatically be entered to age group of the patron. Each group has the potential to win either the top three places or an honorable mention. Everyone who competes will win a certificate. The contest will begin September 15th and will conclude on December 31st. If you are interested in participating, visit slnc.info slash wc23 for information about how to turn in your stories. We hope to hear from you. Tar Heel Talk is a quarterly publication of the State Library of North Carolina Accessible Books and Library Services, SLNC-ABLS, and the North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources. Address 1841 Capitol Boulevard, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27635. Voice 984-236-1100. Fax 984-236-1199. Toll free one 888-388-2460. Governor Roy Cooper, Secretary Reed Wilson, State Librarian Michelle Underhill, Regional Librarian Catherine Rubin, Editor Clint Exum. Webpage S-T-A-T-E-L-I-B-R-A-R-Y dot ncdcr dot g o v slash b l i n d hyphen p r i n t hyphen d i s a b l e d state library dot ncdcr dot gov slash blind print disabled internet catalog ordering site ncabls.klas.com Friends Corner Dear friends, let me begin by expressing my appreciation to all of you who recently voted in the election of the Friends Board for 2023-2024 term and for electing me as your president. I am very honored to be serving in this role. I look forward to serving with the board and also working with the library to support and assist with our mission that everyone can read. 
Working alongside of me are two new board members that I would like to introduce to you. Susanna Dean is beginning her first term with us and says, books take her to her happy place. Prior to developing diabetic retinopathy and ocular hypertension, she founded and directed Adept Nonprofit Services, Inc., a supported employment agency. She is anxious to bring her talents to the board, and we look forward to her service. She lives in the Mecklenburg County area. Ryan Trask is also joining the board and comes to us with a strong background in service for others. He worked for several years with the Walt Disney Company, as well as with Disney International on the cruise line. He also worked as a camp counselor at Camp Dogwood and had the pleasure of working for Susan King and meeting many folks across the state. For the last three years, he has worked for the YMCA in Winston-Salem, Charlotte, and now in Raleigh. We look forward to his service as well on this board. We also have several board members renewing their terms for another two years. Those members are Mary Flanagan as treasurer, and serving at large are Bryce Smith, Verdina Gillette Sims, Patricia Tesnier, and Jim Turner. We are very excited to have the new and returning board members on our team and looking forward to another successful year. As you know, we have been accepting applications for our Braille Literacy Grant program until May 1, 2023. The committee is finalizing their selection, and we will announce the winners in the next issue of the Tar Heel Talk. We appreciate the committee's work, and thanks to those who have applied for the grants. As I was writing this article, I received an email indicating that July 30, 2023 is International Friendship Day. I realize you will be reading this article after that date, but it is never too late to appreciate and value all of our friendships. According to the United Nations website, International Friendship Day was proclaimed by the United Nations General Assembly in 2011 with the idea that friendship between peoples, countries, cultures, and individuals can inspire peace efforts and build bridges between communities. So, take the time today to remember your friends past and present. Our friends are part of our everyday story, and without them we would not be who we are today. Hug a friend today. We, the friends of the North Carolina Accessible Books and Library Services, thank you for being our friend and wish you a happy, though a little belated, International Friendship Day. If you have checked out our webpage lately, you will notice that many of the pages have our old name. We are in the process of updating the name as well as updating the content and making the website more visually appealing to both visually impaired and sighted visitors. Stay tuned. Even though our website is going through a significant change, the material that is on the old website is still very useful. For example, you can find out more about the James Benton Braille Writer Program, how to join the DVD audio description service, and how to donate or how to become a member of the Friends of the North Carolina Accessible Books and Library Services. If you are not a Friends member, or if you would like to renew your membership, you can join us with an individual membership of $10 annually. There are other levels of membership that you could also consider. Your membership provides needed funding 
for both friends programs and services, as well as funding to enhance and assist the library with their programs and services. If you have any questions or comments about our programs or services, please send me an email at info at fncabls dot o-r-g. Until next time, keep reading and have a terrific summer. Eddie Weaver, President. Board of Directors. President, Eddie Weaver, 910-619-4084. Treasurer, Mary Flanagan, 919-602-1334. Secretary, Debbie Meadows, 919-219-2677. Past President, Susan King, 828-238-6195. Members at Large, Heather Brown, 919-389-7671. Susanna Dean, 704-258-7671. 0217 Ferdina Gillette Sims 919-414-5316 Yvonne Key 910-283-3983 Donna Permar 919-452-6920 Jeremiah Rogers 704-996-5334. Bryce Smith, 919-637-1028. Patricia Tesnier, 252-291-3405. Ryan Trask, 518-322-3292. Non-voting, Catherine Rubin, Director slash Regional Librarian, 984-236-1100. New Descriptive Movie Title List. For a long time, we have sent incredibly large packets to our patrons containing our entire descriptive video catalog. This included the movie title, the rating, release date, and a brief description of the movie. Moving forward, the descriptive video catalog will omit the brief descriptions of the movies. The movies will also be listed in alphabetical order instead of the movie disc MD number. This will make it easier to find the movies you want to order. With far fewer pages, our patrons won't have to do as much flipping and the library can save on some paper. Movie descriptions will continue to be available on our online public access catalog. You can access the catalog by going to ncabls.klas.com. Use the quick search to find movie descriptions. You can also search for descriptions on IMDb or Google. Be careful to avoid spoilers. Contact the library if you are interested in the descriptive video service. Download something noble. 
One of the many services we order our patrons is access to our version of Bard we call Noble, North Carolina Bard Local. Noble features digital Braille books and digital talking books and magazines, which are published in North Carolina and produced by our library. While there is no patron application necessary to use Noble, all media downloaded from Noble can only be played on a digital book player approved by the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. You may visit Noble to see if there is anything you would like to download by going to bit.ly slash lbph hyphen n-o-b-l-e. Medicare Information in Accessible Formats Medicare provides free auxiliary aids and services, including information in accessible formats like Braille, large print, data or audio files, relay services, and TTY communications. If you request information in an accessible format, you won't be disadvantaged by any additional time necessary to provide it. This means you'll get extra time to take any action if there's a delay in fulfilling your request. To request Medicare or Marketplace information in an accessible format, you can 1. Call us for Medicare, 1-800-MEDICARE, 1-800-633-4227, TTY, 1-877-4227. 4862048 2 send us a fax 18445303676 3 send us a letter Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services Offices of Hearings and Inquiries OHI 7500 Security Boulevard, mail stop S1-13-25, Baltimore, Maryland, 21244-1850. Attention, Customer Accessibility Resource Staff. Your request should include your name, phone number, type of information you need, if known, and the mailing address where we should send the materials. We may contact you for additional information. Note, if you're enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan or Medicare drug plan, contact your plan to request its information in an accessible format. For Medicaid, contact your state Medicaid office. Tips for better service. You may return material now. We are checking in and checking out material. If you receive cartridges, please return the cartridges one at a time. If you leave a phone message, please spell your last name, state the city you live in, and leave us a phone number to respond to your call if necessary. Also, due to possible phone connection problems, it always helps to repeat the phone number if possible. If you are calling for someone else, please leave their name and city so we can pull up their record in our computers and would have another contact number if we can't reach you. 
In order to avoid a delay in your service, notify us immediately of any change of address. If you email the library, please include your name, phone number, and mailing address in the email. End of Tar Heel Talk, Fall 2023, Issue Number 172. Further reproduction or distribution in other than an accessible format is prohibited.